Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. And I'm excited to welcome to the program, PJ Byrne. Again, the world without you. PJ, how are you, man? Thanks for stopping What's by. Up? What's up, buddy? How you living? I'm living okay. I'm living. We're dealing with things. You know, it's the pandemic. And when we talked about six kids and you have a newborn, you understand the pandemic's a different environment than getting to get out of the house. It's great. Nick, you have six kids. I, it's blowing my mind that you have six children. I have three and I'm like, holy moly, you, you've doubled that. You've doubled me. You double me, dude. Absolutely. And the thing is that makes it the, the most amazing is I get at least to have my office at my mom's because I couldn't survive with online education for all the kids. That's no, the I worst don't. thing in the world. You know, you can homeschool kids, but you can't allow a public system to, to control your kids. And the way they're doing online education now is a sad thing. The beginning of the pandemic, I liked it because it was more individualized instruction. Now they're just thinking they could teach all of them like they're sitting at a computer, regardless what age. It just doesn't work. I have a pretty, I got, well, LAUSD, we have a pretty spectacular teacher. I have a girl, a daughter in the second grade and, and you wouldn't know the difference. This kid, she's the happiest kid. Her teacher it feels like she's in the room without her. I can hear every conversation. She speaks to them like they're adults. They do their homework when, you know, when, when school's over. I mean, I would have no idea if I didn't know she was sitting in front well, of a computer. I, I'm it probably does work well in certain grade levels, but it, that's, again, second grade's a nice grade, right? They still have that compliance. Once third grade and fourth grade, I can imagine the other grades and how they need to. I'm a former teacher, and, yeah. I just, and it's just not working. It, I it, think everybody knows it's not ideal, but you know, there's no solution. What's the solution? Exactly. We're about yeah. to shut down in Pennsylvania now too. Again, yeah. they just came orders that we're going to go like to almost California's uh, restrictions. So it's just going to be yeah. interesting the time, but we have to deal with that with coronavirus. Now, PJ, before we go into the film, I want to know what you think you're most known for, for your fans. I have no, buddy, it's, it spans the gamut. Any day I walk out of this door, well, in the last year, I walk out of the door. It, I mean, it can range anything from like the legend of Cora to Wolf of Wall Street to now the boys to uh, the game I used to do back in the day. Um, horrible bosses. I mean, it's now and then Big Little Lies. I swear to God, it, it depends what demographic I'm near or around that that people will, you know, relate to me. But the, I mean, a lot, a lot of. Uh, heat lately i guess from the legend of core because net, it went on netflix and was like the top 10 show for for really like, legend i think it still might be the, le the legend of core. watch it what is called yeah the legend of Korra. it's uh it, it's a cartoon and people lose their minds for it because it's so well done yeah oh wow and it's you don't even see my face but people know who i am it's so wild it's so and then, wild and then you think about also a very interesting one pj again final destination five. Oh yeah i'll get that final i'll get the love there got the first final destination but what yeah. kind of character do they typecast you as pj would you say look it's anything but the handsome guy let's just put it that way it's anything but the good looking dude everything else is free game i'll i'll kill you i'll murder you i'll be a jerk i'll be your best buddy i'll be the smartest guy i'll be the dumbest guy i mean there's no it runs the gamut it's just i'm not the the powerful i don't look like brad pitt so we're not competing for parts anybody else watch out i'm gonna come get you <laughs> what is your ideal character you want to play and then we'll get into the film no i just i still want to i just put me, someone please put me in a war movie, in an army movie. So we're, I mean, your dream of going, or like, 
put me in the future in space where I'm shooting a laser. Like that's those are like that's the last. That's my final frontier. I want to do like a crazy futuristic something or like a, an army movie uh, or you know Air Force. Up, you know, put me in a jet. Put me in a jet. And if it happens to be in space, we're here, happy to do it. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I wouldn't yeah. have thought that. What makes you want to do that? Um, I don't know. I think, well, one, because it's just like your fantasy as a kid to like, you know, just to be like, oh, these very gritty, hardcore fighting right. films. Um, also, like the, the movies that I watch that I escape on, um, you know, I don't judge the acting or it's not work or business to me to be like watching something. Is like I can really, like those big Marvel movies. I'm like, right. I'm not watching acting uh any of that i'm just i'm just having a blast i'm like show me how you spend 300 million dollars that's what i want to see like how are you going to do that and i would love you know i like i like when i'm in those movies you know i've done movies big movies like that are expensive like the one with the rock and all that but uh um you know there was no there was no big gun shooting which i think is great for that kind of movie you don't want that but when it's like this is clearly a war movie like America versus blah, 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 exactly. blah. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make that in film at one point, PJ. I'm trying to expand my brand. Who knows? I've had those things, so we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to talk once. Well, I want to be in a horror film. I'm a former professional wrestler, and I want to get killed. I've told Jason, like the one guy that played Jason Voorhees, or different people that said, yeah. dude, I want, to, I want to be in a horror film. I want to be in a horror flick and I want to be one of those bad guys that gets killed or kills other Great. people. I get that's fantastic. I love that. I I'm love that. Wait, I didn't know you were a wrestler. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Do you know David Arquette? What'd you say? Did David Arquette? David. No, I was before David in so many ways. I retired in 1999. I was young. I was. I wrestled overseas in Germany. The Rock wore my knee pads before he was The Rock. Wow. I worked with the, the, the Headbangers Room with me down south. So I was part of the business when the business was at its peak, the highest wow. level. Now we're seeing it. I don't know where it's going. What happened mm -hmm. to professional wrestling? I wanted right. to come back and I, and I, and you know, and it's, and I have ideal ideas of wanting to get back in the ring. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I just want you to watch the David Arquette documentary. Like you cannot kill David Arquette. I think you'd appreciate it. You it's know, crazy. David. Well, I know him very well. And I think that documentary. I'd love to interview David. I'd love to have a talk with him. You should, if you can never try to hook that up. I'd yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. I know that. I don't mean, I can't be his PR agent, but no, I, just, I think, I think as someone who's a former wrestler, you would appreciate, no, especially the fact that you'd love to sort of like bang heads again a little bit part yeah. of you. So, Dave, so I remember I watched some of that. That looks pretty interesting. I just remember I'll get my team to reach out, but he had an email. That's all I'd need PJ. Trust me. I don't know if you saw my laundry list of celebrities. I have a pretty big, Oh, I love it. I, and you also get everyone. You get, you know, sports people. You get it all. Yeah. You run the gamut. Yeah, exactly. I, love I like being a variety show. I don't know if that was that. I love that, that you do that. But I enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy telling stories. No, I'm not making That's why you have six kids. That's why you got six kids, God damn it, because you can handle it. <laughs> All right. So, so fun conversation so far, what we want to do. But let's talk about the world without you and uh, kind of go into it for me. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's an important film. Essentially, it's about, uh, you know, a family coming together, dealing with a very uh, devastating loss of uh, one of the, the brothers who was killed uh, in the Middle East. He was a reporter. And it's a year after that happened. And uh, three uh, daughters come home uh, with, the, to, you know, to, to be with the mother and father and, and their significant others. I'm married to one of the daughters. And it's just... 
dealing with the loss. It's dealing with who the family is. It's dealing with their interactions and, you know, what happens with a traumatic experience, how that can sort of, you know, unfortunately blow up a family. And what's the problem with life after the family, what they deal with in the, the of loss of a loved one in the military? How do military families deal with this? Stuff? It's brutal. It's, it's, so it's brutal. It's, and it's brutal, especially for military families that they've come home and now they're dealing with the pandemic. So it really makes you think more and more about military families, right? After doing this film. Well, I think about, I mean, I think about military families all the time. Um, you know, my dad, my dad was an army intelligence during Vietnam. Um, you know, there was always a part of me that wanted to, to do that. And I, and I do remember, um, you know, when I was in high school, I was, I, that was a junior when we, when it was Bush though, and we went into Iraq for like the hundred hour war. Um, my mind was ready to like, uh, we're all going to get drafted and like, let's go. I was like, I was mentally completely fine that. I remember that. And I remember when it happened, I was, I was in basketball practice and it happened and the coach, you know, got us all together. And, you know, it was one, one hundredth of that feeling when like, you know, different wars through time, but I was like, I was mentally prepared. Um, I always loved like, you know, guys who went to these great colleges and said, I'm going to go, you know, uh, now, do my duty. And I always felt obligated to do that. And half my family was in politics. So like, I think about that quite a bit. And then it just sort of never happened. Like, oh, that war was 15 minutes. Like, no, but first of all, I don't know if I took my shirt off, you're like, I don't know if we want PJ helping us, but I felt uh, a duty. Maybe you'll direct a film like that someday. I would love that. I would love that. But yeah, no, I think about it all the time. Um, you know, and, and you see it every day when, when parents come home and they see their kids and they surprise them and um, it's, and, and those families that don't get to have those surprises to come home to see their kids or, or, you know, they're injured in war and, and it, that's a totally completely different struggle or PTSD and, you know, things like Oxycontin that is like taken over. Like, right. I remember when I was, uh, you know, I, I've just had my gallbladder out. I just remember something simple. And I know, I know they gave me some version of like, and I didn't want to really take it, but they're like, well, just take it one night and see what happens. And I were all I remember thinking is like, I was dreaming and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be mayor this week. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to direct four movies in about a month and a half. I thought I could like conquer the world within a week. And so can, I can only imagine right. if you're on that drug and the calm down must be like such a double, triple whammy. Like it's just brutal. So I'm glad we're like taking care of Oxycontin. I think they're, they're realizing what a debilitating psychotic and how addictive that drug is. And, and they're changing the ways now. Do you think when you talk about, you know, the families dealing with a loss like that, how do they deal with it in this film without giving everything away? Well, I, th I think first of all, you know, when you're with families, you know, it's an, that's why I like, I like doing playing characters with families. Cause then you would you know, this probably better than anyone, like with your six kids you do. as an actor, I'm sure your wife is like, you know, three kids and you got to go out and thank goodness for the pandemic or you'd be out you, when you shoot, you're away from people for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, i God bless my wife. She's amazing. I mean, I really, I swear I say it all the time, like the best wife in the world. And you know, she's like this tough, tough Italian girl from Waterbury, Connecticut, you know, this blue collar town. So they have such a great appreciation. She's not in the acting biz at all, right? No, she's not at all. But she has such a great appreciation for her work ethic and 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 work. And you know, we don't. And she's got she, on another side. She's a she's an event planner for nonprofits. So she like helps raise money with people with Lou Gehrig's disease, or for the MDA Forever, and you know, City of Hope, and all these, and Ronald McDonald, and all these great organizations, and Camp Ronald McDonald. 
but you know, it, life is, a, you know, there's people that work to live and live to work and you got to find that balance. And she never, there's, there's no judging. There's no competition. There's no like, Oh, you have to work for a team. We're here to help each other. It's very, I'm very lucky that way. And there's no like, where are you? you didn't do this. I'm home alone and blah, blah, blah. No, it's never once. It's like, Oh, you have to work. We're going to figure out how daddy goes to work and you're going to figure out when mommy has to go to work to raise money for whoever. So uh, we're a very good team. I don't know where this question was started. <laughs> about families, but I think we've really. Oh, oh the thing with families about movies. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're sounding like maybe I'm, I'm ready for uh, a night, a late show, right? To talk and just BS with somebody. Right. Yeah, we're going like to just... have our own late show together. It'll be great. A lot of cocaine though. A lot of cocaine just to, it's just going to snow at home everywhere. <laughs> we're definitely. Okay. So your character, what, how did you prepare for this character? Uh, well, again, the cocaine, oxycodone, all that stuff. No, uh, this, this, this character, my character is very aggressive. And I think I remember your original question. It's just like, you know, the good thing, of how do, how do families deal with loss and pain and all that? Um, and I always like doing family members or playing brothers and you, and this is what I was saying, you would know this as a father of six is when you're interacting with your family, you can go from zero to 10, like seamlessly, there's seconds. no like no. warm up, massaging, any of that. So that's my character is like that with, you know, with his wife and, and his kids. And I like playing those guys. Cause there's no, like, it's just like, let's bang, you know, let's just exactly. really to go. I know. And that, and that's, so when you're trying to uncover, you know, and work yourself through pain, sadly, a lot of the times, uh, you know, in life, it's not great, but in, for, for, for an acting choices, it, it makes it for a very interesting moments, but you, you know, first you're dealing with each other's problems and that's, it's not really about each other's problems. It's really about the loss and you're angry and you're, and you're start taking it out on each other. And that's, that, that's where this movie lives. Latest projects coming up now. Now you're very known, I'd say right now for some really cult like stuff, right? Would you say PG you talked about the cartoon, but something else I saw out there that, you know, people just love of you, right? Yeah, what else? Do, I mean, what else are people loving? I don't know. The boys? I don't know. What are they I don't, I don't know. So I'm losing track. But what's up? What's coming up next for you, PJ? What is uh, I'm, I'm doing Never Have I Ever. I'm going to do these two. Uh, I'll be on All Rise this week. I'm going to do this thing for Amazon called Them Covenant. That's almost done shooting. Then we got shut down. Uh, but yeah, I reoccur a lot on Never Have I Ever, uh, a Netflix show. And then I'm going to go back and do The Boys. And then... What else is coming out? And then there's movies. The boys, I think the boys are the cult, like I was referring to. Yeah, they just got the number one show on IMDb right now. Apparently, they were the most watched or big fan favorite or something. So, are are you doing any of those comic cons yet, or those those cons of? I've done those before. Yes, I have. I've done those before. Yes, they're 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 a blast. But this year, there's it's you know people are doing the virtual Zoom ones. Are, some people are trying to do. But what do you think of that now with the whole virtual fan experience? It, I mean, as much as I, I, people, I mean, look, it's nothing's the same as sort of being there and, you know, hopefully we'll get back to that sooner rather than later. But as long as you're, you're connecting with the fans and in some way, everyone seems to be pretty happy uh, about it. I don't know. It's like, it's a, we're all, we're all just trying to pivot, you know, everybody's pivoting. So I tr that's what I've done online. My businesses and everything is pivot. Yeah. I wasn't doing the TV thing, except it was going to radio and going to the TV station and everything, but I changed all that up because I you like to, to have these 
faces like you saw and you Googled me with Brett Favre or with me, Terrell Davis, wherever all these people, I had those people face to face where I'm interviewing them. That's right. powerful because not many people get that opportunity. And once the pandemic's over, I don't know if we'll ever get that opportunity again, but it might mm. because I think everyone's getting so used to Zoom that they rather have video and audio of different, yeah. but we'll yeah. see. We'll see what's happening. So uh, um, what would you say to your fans right now, PJ, struggling through this pandemic, especially the next challenges? What do you want to tell them? I mean, you, I, I mean, it's what you tell everybody. You got to keep your head above water. This will, you know, this too shall end. Um, don't make every, don't make everything so precious and a big deal. Take things with a grain of salt. Um, you know, every day when you wake up, try to appreciate what are the good things in your life. Um, try to go outside. Don't stay inside all the time. I know it's more, you know, when it's really cold, but like take a walk, stay away from people, but like break up the everyday environment, uh, as much as you can. And, and then, you know, I will say this when you're with your fit, you'll never, we're never going to be together this much again. I promise you. So I got a baby. I promise there's not going to be another pandemic after this two years later. We're going to believe in science again. I think we're going to have tentacles of America back out in the world. Like we used to have. Um, I think we're going to have pandemic plans. I think we're not going to deny what's going on. And I think we're going to be able to handle any disease coming at us properly. Now, if we keep, if we keep people in office, we pay for, uh, the proper health organizations within America and we keep our tentacles out into the world like we used to. So we know what's coming and we can prepare for it. All right, PJ, we've talked about everything and the, sh the, the movie is available right now, uh, anywhere, right? We can go different digital streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. You want to put it on your phone or you want to, you know, vir virtual reality in your eye, in your left eye, get it. You can do it there. And, and PJ, do you ever think about doing comedy? seems like you're a comedy guy too. Never done it. Never did it. Well, I've actually never done stand-up comedy, if that's where you're going to go. I think you do stand-up. Well, Neil, if you do it, let's go. What are we doing? Come on, Neil. Get the kids out there. We'll put, we'll put our, we'll put our, we'll no, put the kids in the going on TikTok. Why don't you go on TikTok, PJ, with your kids? I know. I haven't done that yet. I, I'm behind It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And it's such an opportunity platform, yet it's so awful for kids. I, they're not on it. They don't, I don't know what you're talking. I mean, I know it exists, but they're not on it. So there you're you good. Go. You're smart. It's hard in the pandemic to monitor our kids on TikTok, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, believe me, they're getting enough screen time on Netflix, their own. So, oh, my okay. God. Okay. So, you got that plug for Netflix. All right, PJ, best place we can connect with you, follow you on social media and stuff. Sure, right? yeah. Uh, on Instagram, PJ underscore Burn, B-Y-R-N-E. And it's the same thing for Twitter, PJ underscore Burn. All right. And I love you, Neil. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show, and I appreciate you coming by. Take care.